camper with a bloody nose One with smelly armpits and no clean clothes Then grab your Nalgene of water and your Bible quotes And listen to one time summer camp All right, welcome everyone to this one time at summer camp. I am one of your hosts, Jeff Thompson. I'm here with my two co-hosts. I got John. Hey. And I got Aaron. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, we're going to start off with a fun uh, get to know you question. And this is one I actually ask in a lot of interviews just because cool. it. Uh, I like to see how people think on their toes because it's super random. Um, so my question is, if you were a part of a car, what part would you be? And why? You know, just to like really bring it home. Um, I will mm. go first. I'm Jeff Thompson. I am the current program director at Lutherdale in Wisconsin. I also worked at Sugar Creek in Wisconsin. And if I were a part of a car, I would be the windshield wipers because I like to make sure we're going in the right direction. We can all see where we're going and not like getting blind with stuff. Oh, that's good. That's good. And he likes cleaning your windows. And uh, just something about windshield wipers, though, like cleaning the rain off is so satisfying. Rhythmic. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. All right, Aaron, go ahead. Oh, sweet. Uh, my name is Aaron Colwick. I'm the former program director at Briarwood and at Camp Stony. And if I was a part of a car, I would be the radio. Because I really enjoy music, and I think it, it's, I think it makes people feel comfortable in whatever setting they're in, and I like to make sure that you know everybody's happy and that we're kind of good, and we can find a compromise pretty much in any situation. So you can kind of like make a good mixtape, that kind of thing. So I think that applies to me. You're also really loud and sometimes annoying. So, and sometimes I'm really quiet, and it kind of brings you in a little bit, and then boom, out of nowhere, big bass drop. <laughs> And then you also said tape, and it made me think of, like, old tapes. You're old, too. Hey! Good point. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Mixtapes are awesome. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Hey, where's Fun. your stein, brother? Yeah. Uh, right here, man. With a fancy stra- metal straw. You got a straw in it. I got a metal oh. straw. <clears throat> Way to save, save the, the turtles. I just bought uh, metal straws so- today. Yeah. So, funny story about uh, mixtapes, real quick. Uh, some buddies of mine, just a few years ago, we would we used to drive up to Ohio every year to go visit like family and stuff and go play some golf. It was fun. Uh, escaping Texas weather in August and go play golf in Ohio. Come Wisconsin instead. instead. Come on. Um, and so, well, was my, my buddy has family up there, so that's we were visiting his family. But this one time, we were driving a friend's old Jeep Grand Cherokee, and it Oof. had a tape player in there. So I went here. I went to one of the last Radio Shacks in our area, and bought some blank cassette tapes. I went and found my old stereo, and I made a mixtape of nothing but like '80s hair metal rock. <laughs> that's amazing. It was hilarious, and so that's how we started our road trip in like 2015 or 16, whenever that was, with a mixtape. Wait, Aaron, were you alive in the '80s? Uh, yes. Yes, I was, Jeff. Oh. Thank you very much. What are the 80s? Yeah. Well, the 1880s were a fine time for America. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, Anyways, John, introduce yourself. My name is John. My name is John. <clears throat> My name is John. 
I am the former <laughs> program director at Luther Heights Bible Camp in the lovely state of Idaho. Looking at a map of it right now above my desk. Um, of Luther Heights or Idaho? Uh, yeah. Both. <laughs> nice. It's Idaho and Luther Heights is right there. Oh. Um, what was the good to know? You <laughs> if you were part, what, of, a part of a car. If you were oh. an 80s mixtape, what song? <laughs> <laughs> I would be... The song "What Is the 80s? And if I were, if I was a, a a part of a vehicle, I would be the cup holder, because you can always find me holding the cup. What? Like a, a cup of Wait, something. Didn't you just say a little while ago that you lose like Nalgene and stuff like consistently? All the time. You did say that, yeah. That's why I have to hold them. That's why he has cup holders. I've always got to hold them. That's true. I get it. I would be the cup holder. Nice. I like that that question, Jeff. That's good. Yeah, I get some really interesting answers in interviews with that. Um, And some really bad answers, too, to be honest. (laughs) What are the bad answers? Give me me one of the worst. Yeah. Man, what was... I feel like someone said, like, the seat... Because they like to just relax. It's like, okay, Perfect. cool. Can you elaborate more? Like it's just when they when they say something, they're like, because it, it is this. It's just, yeah. those are the worst. I would, I would be this part on the car because that's who I am. <laughs> Yep. Oh, good. Exactly. Good interview. Thanks for thanks for sharing about yourself in this interview. Oh um, man. Yeah. Well, I... thank. No, go ahead. Well, I was just say thank you guys for sharing. Um, I think we're turning over to John. You have our hack, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Let's do hear that hack. I came yeah. up with it as we were um, sitting here talking. Um, <laughs> mine also has to do with interviews. Um, Ooh. Ooh, good. Pertaining more towards. Uh, the people doing the interviews, especially the directors, program directors, we're running around a lot hiring folks, and so we do a lot of interviews, and they can get very monotonous. Um, so that was part of my hack. Um, have a fun question on there, something that'll catch them off guard, because uh, you'll be able to see them thinking on their feet. Um, you also mm, might get good. some really terrible answers and realize, oh, you don't want that person to <laughs> camp. All because of them choosing to be the windshield wipers on a vehicle. Um, hey, now. That was a good answer. Um, Plot and, twist. That's how he became the program director. It actually is. They asked me that. It's in his job description. I am the windshield wiper of camp. <laughs> I wipe the bugs off of camp. Um. Yeah, that's my camp hack. Just uh, have some have some fun stuff in your interviews because they can get boring. Um, but also, you really find out a lot about a person um, when you surprise them with that's things. That's true. I think that's a great uh, part to really understand. Like you, you know, working at camp, you have to think on your feet consistently, and you have to like not panic. And so, if you see someone freeze in that moment and they really can't give you a straight answer, that says a lot. You know. Oh yeah. Doesn't mean they're bad, and this might just yeah might be something they have to work on. Do you guys have any? I mean, there's 
a lot of the kids that we're interviewing are just that they're kids and this yeah. is probably yeah. one of the first interviews they've ever had so mm, it can be so true. a little easy on them um, they'll <clears throat> probably never get an awesome interview like that again but mm. yeah good point yeah do you guys have any like fun questions you like to include i mean why not share them if you have any like the car one, if there's anything else you'd like to ask, I always love to hear just silly questions that you might bring up. Right. Uh, well, my former executive director, Kelly Proboski, liked to ask them what their favorite joke was. All right. And so we got a lot of really good jokes and we got a lot of, um, next question. Did you get any inappropriate jokes? <laughs> like, uh, maybe oh, maybe you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. There's some inappropriate <laughs> ones out there. Not <laughs> not very many. I would say like maybe one percent, two percent. But I didn't have any. Um, I didn't. I didn't have any like silly question stuff. But I would ask him like, tell me one of your favorite stories about like what's happened to you. Like, what's a story you love to tell about yourself? And I think what that would always show me is like how well they can be passionate about something that they're mm -hmm. interested in. Mm -hmm. And so that we would always talk about that in staff training. Then like the reason we review like our lessons and our Bible studies and stuff is so that you can know it. And then it's easy to be passionate about something, you know, you know, yeah. rather than like reading it off a piece of paper. But yeah, you'd get the people like, I don't have any stories about myself. I like to talk about. And you're like, cool, this will be a fun summer for you. <laughs> Let's really throw you out there. <laughs> I will I will say that I've I, there's been a couple of people that I've had absolutely just straight line I don't remember anything about their interview other than it was very bland. Yeah. Who've turned out to be some pretty amazing people. So amazing people and amazing staff members. You know, we kind of take a yeah. chance on some people yeah. and for sure. Yeah. I feel like most interviews just like blend together after doing so many like oh, the last seven years of interviews like yeah right for sure very well, few i remember and then it's like one little piece like i remember this one person said this one thing yeah. it was just right ridiculous. well you know that's a good lesson just at, again camp is applicable to like most life skills but like <laughs> it's something you should remember and anyone listening if you got to an interview like you need to make yourself memorable yeah, like that's mm -hmm. they're interviewing you know, at least four or five people, probably more than that, if it's like a big position, you know, and they mm -hmm. have to narrow you down. You have to be like, oh, this is the guy that blah, blah, blah. You know, even if it's like you wore a specific tie that, you know, stands out, it, it makes you stick out, man, in their memory. Don't wear yeah. any clothes. <laughs> yeah. Great camp sure. hack. Yeah. Don't wear clothes. I don't yeah. remember don't that. Wear... <laughs> don't wear clothes. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. You should come work with kids. <laughs> you seem like you're you know just very comfortable it's great oh uh, man that's my hack that's our nice. hack i like it Group that was hack. good that was good i will uh add so one question i always like to add in interviews i think it's it's like my favorite one to ask because it always gets really gets some thinking as i ask if you could play a board game with anyone from the bible who would it Ooh. be and what game would you play <laughs> and sometimes wow. like i've had That's people like, stare at me like i have no idea what's the i would i would play monopoly with joseph because i feel <laughs> like he's really good at hoarding his resources 
some people go the route like, oh, I just want to play with this person because they have such an interesting story and I want to just like talk to them while we play a game for fun, which yeah. is fine. Like I, I tell them I'm open to any answer. Just don't use Jesus. That's the, that's cheating. Yeah. I Come want on. to play go fish with Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> In the belly of the fish or outside? Afterwards? Um, I don't know. Got to meet people where they're at. So probably in the fish. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I like it. Oh, geez. Uh, all right. Yeah. Aaron, we're going to turn it over to you. You've got our story for the week, and it better be about interviews because both of ours were, and it'd be really disappointing if this isn't. Super cool. It's not. <laughs> uh, Ooh, okay. I'm glad that it is. Um, my story is actually not silly. I'm sorry to say it's one of the more it's one of the more like this is a serious thing that happened kind of thing. But I will accept silly answers. Um, I am not breaking up with you. I would never break up with you guys. Um, uh, So this happened. um, I'm going to pretty much leave all locations and names out of this one for the sensitivity of how it is. Cool, cool. So um, it's the middle of the camp season um, and we have a, a small a small staff uh, comparatively to a lot of other camps. And so uh, we're kind of making it week by week by week. And then at one point, one of the male counselors, uh, their grandfather passes away. Ooh. It's tragic um, and it happens towards the end of the week. So he ends up leaving to go attend to family stuff, you know, seeing family, funeral, that kind of thing. Um, he's gone for about a week because he has to travel out of town. When he comes back, he is a completely different person. Um, normally, this individual was kind of like he was kind of the cool kid and like he was a little rough around the edges here and there, but he was fun, energetic and everything. When he came back, he it looked all the wind had been taken out of his sails. He was very oh, lethargic, man. no energy with the kids. Um, and unfortunately, it was up to kind of his co-counselor. She had to pick up a lot of that, you know, extra weight to deal with these kids and it was our biggest week of camp um yeah it was rough and so it we were doing our staff meeting uh one of these mornings and he was the counselor that was like watching all the kids making sure they're cleaning and stuff so we had staff meeting without him and she broke down she's like i am so overwhelmed he's not doing anything and i i feel like i can't tell him to like do more because like i'm trying to be sensitive to his predicament and like what he's doing and stuff but i am i i i'm at a loss and since it's our biggest we've camp and we're a smaller staff we're stretched pretty thin um so that's where we're at uh pretty short and sweet and quick to it what do you do in that situation oh that's really tough that's mm-hmm. uh it's one of the reasons he probably hired that person was for his energy Mm-hmm. Um, and to have that gone just like that and not knowing how to support him can be tough. Um, so I think for me, I would start off with a, just a conversation with them to, Hey, how are you doing? You know, you had a big life event happen last week. How mm-hmm. are you doing? You know, and eventually talk it around how you can support them and see if there is a way 
working into that conversation where you could say, hey, we noticed that the wind is out of your sails. Um, we really need you this week. Let's pick it back up and kind of give them a, a buck up camper, but also let them know that you're there to support them. Mm-hmm. For sure. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, that's hard. Um, I feel like I've experienced staff members leaving for funerals and doing all that, but the whole coming back and being different and bringing down the rest of the community is hard. Um, I agree with John that I would sit down with them, talk to them and kind of just see, check in and see how they're doing. But also you got to let them know, like they're affecting the rest of camp and the other staff members and that Mm -hmm. their behavior isn't in a bubble. Like it, it damages the whole community and honestly, I'd probably be pretty strict and say, hey, if you can't get it together, like, I can't have you with these campers. I can't have you mm-hmm. making more work and making, taking away from these kids' experience because it's about the kids. And if you're bringing down the other staff, you're going to be bringing down the kids as well. Like, mm-hmm. that behavior is going to be rubbing off. So, yeah. framing it in that way, we're like, it's, we're not angry with you. We're not upset with you. We understand what you're going through. If you need more time, we'll give you more time. But if you're going to be here, I need you giving it 100%. Um, I'd probably frantically be making phone calls as well to past staff members. Like, hey, can Mm -hmm. anyone come out on a moment's notice? Or, hey, we're going to split this cabin up and you're going to join up with another cabin and be extra large and we're just going to figure it out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd be thinking through all the situations if this person did decide to leave because that's probably what I would push them towards just because if if they're like that, man, I don't know if it's going to improve. It's just, yeah, uh, for sure. It's hard. That's a hard spot to be in. And it, it, it could, again, if you, if you hadn't sat down and talked to them beforehand, when they got back, there could have been something else that came up. Yeah. Right. You know, it, right. Maybe it wasn't just, you know, maybe it could be a compound of different things. And, uh, I think checking in with that person and then also being the, the boss side of it saying, you know, we, we do need you this week, and if you can't do it, let's move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, maybe you should go home and get some more rest and be with your family mm-hmm. during this time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's kind of more or less what happened, kind of. So um, she broke down in the middle of staff meeting, and we're all kind of like, we knew that he wasn't really himself, but we weren't exactly sure to what level it was. And apparently like even when they were going to do like archery or things like that, like he would just sit there like not talking to the kids. He would just stand there. So there was a one-on-one with uh, him and leadership staff. And it was kind of what uh, both of you had said, like, Hey, we definitely feel for you in this situation. Um, If you need to go home, go home. Like it's okay. It's not like it, it's not like you're getting fired or anything, but like if you're really not in the mm-hmm. mental state to do this, you you need to go take care of yourself. But at the end of the day, like we have a responsibility to these kids and we have to make sure that their experience and safety and th- the whole package is being taken care of here. Um, he tried his best for the rest of the week. Um, we kind of moved some staff around where like, if they were going down to archery, a few of the guys would sacrifice their breaks to go down and be with them. Um, there wasn't Jeff to your point. There really wasn't anyone to like come up and help. Um, yeah. So we, we basically all kind of helped pick up his slack a yeah. little bit. 
during the weekend, uh, he basically through one event after the other, like he, he left. And so by the time Sunday morning rolled around and we came to staff meeting, it was, Hey, you know, he's, he's gone home and he won't be back. Um, it was just too much. Um, and it was really unfortunate, but it's kind of like what you guys said. Sometimes the decision has to be made of like, I know you think you can do this right now, but your behavior and the way that you're acting kind of lets me know you're not okay for the benefit of everyone, not just the campers and the staff, but for yourself, like you need to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a really hard lesson, but I, I think for those listening, this story is a good example of sometimes you have to make those hard decisions. Like a lot of our stories revolve around like, and everything ended up okay. Um, this one didn't really, this did not end up okay. Um, it was a hard time and and we were short staffed for the next few weeks. Like there wasn't anyone to take his place. We were just working harder. Um, and that's just how it had to happen. Uh, but in any job you're in, especially if you're in, uh, in the camping world, like you have to be prepared to make those tough decisions at a moment's notice for the sake of the program and the safety of your campers and staff. Yeah, absolutely. That, hmm. <laughs> that hit John hard. Really, yeah. No, that's, re- <laughs> that's really, really tough. And I, I think, a huge shout out right now to the staff members that we've had and all those that do work at camp, you're giving up Mm -hmm. a summer of your life Mm -hmm. um, to come up and give your all to make the week for, for some campers and real life is still happening Mm -hmm. while you're there. Camp may feel like a bubble and all this fun energy and then you go back home, but life is still happening and, uh, so there, there can never be enough thanks for all the work that staff do, does. Um, but sometimes it's okay to know when it's time to step back away from camp and to give your, give your energy to your personal life too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know of any other like industry where the needs of the employees come at such a high standard. Like camp yeah. is really unique where anywhere else, like you'd be fired for not oh, pulling your weight yeah. and like oh, yeah. being down, you'd be gone. Your job would be over. But camp's the one place where like you get that grace and it's the staff mm. want to work with you and say, Hey, mm. let's figure this out. If it's not right, you can go, but we want to do what's best for you, but also what's best for the kids. So mm. dude, I love a, that. I love that you said that. That's so good. Yeah. That's so, it. I'm just reaffirming. I'm affirming you, Jeff. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Aaron, for sharing that. Yeah, that's that's a hard story. It's a hard hard place to be in. Um, but like John said, like props to all the staff that picked it up and every other camp. I'm sure everyone listening, you've probably had a week or a summer like that where you've picked up the slack and you have been there. But also times where like you've been the one dragging and someone else has lifted you up. That's mm-hmm. so cool. That's what camp does is we support each other. So, And we want to hear those stories. Yeah. Share those with us. Do. And Woo! how you can share those with us is really important. Uh, we do have a Facebook group. You can find us, uh, our Facebook page, not group words. Uh, this one time <laughs> in summer camp, find us on Facebook. You can message us or comment on our page, anything like that. Um, you can email us at this number one time at summer camp at gmail.com. And email say stories, camp hacks, whatever you'd like. Just say hi. We also have a phone number that you can call in. 
Leave us a message. We still haven't gotten any. Come on. Oh, people. no. Leave us a message. We feel horrible. I'm um, just going to start calling it and like doing different voices if I have to. So we at least what's have that friends. Fo- what's that phone number, Jeff? The phone number is 262-885-1551. Give us a call. Leave us a camp hack. We'll play it on air so you'll hear your voice. We'll, if it's a story, we'll play it and interact with it and do all that fun stuff. That's, yeah. it. That's it. Just call the voicemail, please. You won't tell please. us. We, we, we want to can... use it so bad. Like, we, we were do. like, oh, yeah, we'll put someone's voice on the air, like a radio show. And now, like, nobody loves us and wants to no. call. No, come on. Like, do I have to bribe my wife to call in or something? Or No, I'm calling out Logan Gooch right now. Logan. Logan. Ooh, Logan. Seriously. You need to call us. I don't think Logan listens to us, y'all. He's commented, oh. though, on some of our posts about listening just just just, no just because he comments on the post just sees that we posted something is like oh yeah you guys totally rock like that's all he's doing (laughs) i'm calling him out i don't think he's logan Logan. prove me wrong prove me wrong on this john and i both think you're listening if you are you need to call us prove aaron wrong prove me wrong if if two out of three if you call with before the next episode john will do the podcast shirtless yes he will again wait what (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it shirtless yeah for our you heard it here john said he would do it shirtless all right well this has been Uh, this one time at summer camp uh thank you all for listening and make sure to leave a review give us the five stars because we're great and we'll see you next week bye y'all bye bye Summer camp.